join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome back to the FPL Masterclass. It has been a little bit of a while, but myself and Rob are back after a month off. And it is game week 27. And it was a big game week, wasn't it, Rob? Last game week. Game week 26. Look, if you triple captain Salah like myself, you're very, very happy. You're moving up the leagues. If you didn't and you burnt the triple captain or you burnt some of your chips earlier on in the season, you're not too happy. But uh, all in all, you know, Rob, we both had good game weeks. We broke the 100 point mark i have four more players tonight so all in all it's going pretty well but there is quite a few game weeks we have to navigate now a few blanks and we're going to talk about all of that today yeah fpl starts getting tricky from here so i think when you look at the kind of turning point for the african nations when that was on and how people handled their weight their roots out of that and back in for those players so for obviously Mohamed salah being the main one there was still a ton of people last week who hadn't bought salah there was, it's just they have not brought him back in. Why? Because they hadn't planned for it. They hadn't got the money put aside. When he went to the African nations, they sold him, used the money for other players, and those other players don't get as much points as Mohamed Salah. So there's that to consider. As you said there, the big lottery win, of course, last week for people were those who had the triple captain. Really nice, easy pick, I think, going with Salah for a triple captain with those two double game weeks, and he delivered. Um I think you've got like 87 points for people who had triple captains. that You'll be able to confirm that, I think, Haydar, more than uh, uh, anyone else. Um, but I was happy. He was my captain as well. Um, and I got over 100 points. It's a funny week because the average was something like 130 points. But that, again, was skewed by the fact that Liverpool's three main players did well. And, of course, they had double game weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to start, before we do that, guys, make sure you give us a follow on at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow on at Hayden underscore Vani. And give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B. And evening to you all and welcome to the show. Well, look here, we've got your team, as we mentioned, really good game week, high average, 76. So, you know, I think most people did quite well. And if you had the Liverpool contingent, really, of Salah, Mane had a really good week as well with 26 points. He's not up on the screen here. Uh, but uh, Robertson as well, which is Robertson did very well, Rob, considering the fact that he obviously was benched for the first game, both him and Trent was. So he got some great returns, a couple of assists. The ones that really stand out to me, though, is Son, because Son is a player, Spurs players, for example, Spurs played twice, and very Spursy of Spurs to go and beat City in an absolutely fantastic game. Harry Kane was imperious in that game. And then they went and lost to Burnley. So it was, uh, you know, it wasn't really a double game week that most people who owned. Spurs assets would have wanted. I had Regulon who had COVID and he didn't play at all. So uh, that was a little bit of a shame for me. But all in all, you know, it is Liverpool assets that really have got you through this game week. Yeah, I could do with a Ramsdale clean sheet tonight and that would, I think, cap my week off quite well. Um, but it was a funny week because I think the Liverpool um, Trident is easy. Yeah, Alexander-Arnold, Robertson, Salah. 
There's a lot of play, uh, a lot of players who obviously went with Jota before. Jota's now been in and out. Obviously, you've got injuries. So where do you put your money when it comes to Liverpool? Well, you should definitely have three players. And I think Manchester City, of course, are the other team that have three players. Now, we will talk about it a little bit more going forward. But Liverpool now have a, have a blank game week coming up, which, of course, threatens your overall numbers. But we're going to talk about how you kind of mitigate that and what you do. But it's a strange one. I've said before with double game weeks, you've got to be careful because it's no good bringing in players just because they've got a double game week. You've got to make sure that you get some returns. Now, I had this failure before with Watford, and we'll talk about a little bit more about Watford and Burnley as we go on. But I brought in Watford. I had Dennis in it already, and I doubled him up with Josh King. And in those two games that I played, Dennis got sent off, and Josh King did absolutely nothing. I think he got my. I think he got me one point in two, over two games. So that was a bit of a mess. Yeah, and Dennis you, got minus one, didn't he? So I was yeah. In when you look position. exactly, so when you look at this week, so when we look at kind of assessing the the previous game week, it's happened again. So Edward was there now before I signed him. He was one of the informed Premier League strikers for FPL, done really, really well. And basically, in the last two games, Patrick Vera's dropped him. So you can't ever guess those things. You know, you're only going on the form book and the form book saying this is a good pickup. Um, he wasn't a good pickup. So Edward will probably be leaving my squad before the deadline on Friday at 6 o'clock. Is it 6.30, I think it is. Um, but you look across the rest of the team, as you said, Sun... Double game week got me 12 points, but one of those games against Burnley did nothing. So it, it's a balancing act, isn't it? And then we look at Manchester City, heavy rotation, Concello, Laporte, not starting matches. Going forward, that's something now to consider with the Champions League coming up and more games in, in Europe. Will Manchester City and will Liverpool be resting their players? As you said, Alexander-Arnold and Robertson both rested for the first game in that double up. She didn't make any extra but you're lucky that in the second game they delivered. Yeah, and I saw some crazy things, to be honest, Rob, on Twitter. I saw people taking 20 to 30-point hits. Absolutely crazy. I saw people using their wildcard and, and shipping out. People like Cancelo and Bowen, and I know that they're both players, obviously, that didn't really give returns, but you've got to think about the long-term game, haven't you? And I saw a lot of people I saw a lot of people taking them out, and they are must-haves for me for FPL this season. But let's move on to the team of the week. So king of the week was Salah with 28 points. He had a lovely, nice return for me. I think he got me 84 points. So I'm very happy because I needed that to move up, up my league. You know, I needed to make sure I played that chip right. And I avoided the free hit. I avoided the wild card. I avoided the bench boost. So I'm very happy how that sort of played out. Again, it's luck. But, uh, you know, you can't really look beyond Mo Salah for triple captain. We're looking here. Look, Burnley's really surprised me. You have Pope there. Obviously, they had a double game week. Ben Mee, Roberts. Brownhill and Vekos all had really good returns. Burnley are an interesting one. Rob, my question to you is, are Burnley now starting to play a little bit? Are they worth considering for your FPL team? Yes. And why is that? Because Burnley really do have form of starting their season in January, don't they? So they can literally go the first three or four months where you wouldn't touch them with a barge pole for FPL. They don't score goals. They concede goals. They lose matches. They don't get extra bonus points. They get nothing. And then when they're relegation threatened or they're in that battle and saying the bottom six of the division, 
they start turning into European contenders in terms of their form. So it's good looking at the the kings of the game week here this week. We don't normally do this every week, but we do sometimes because it shows there's only literally two clubs that performed at that high level. So Liverpool being one and Burnley being the other. Harry Kane is there on merit for his 15 points but did nothing against Burnley. And that's why Burnley numbers are inflated, obviously because of uh, their performances against Tottenham. So it's a difficult one because you wouldn't really want to pit club versus club in that way against, let's say, Burnley players against Tottenham players. You were trying to accumulate points. The other thing that Kings of the Game Week doesn't kind of take into account is that we can't pick four Liverpool players and we can't pick four Burnley players. So it's about... Who do you pick of those three if you go for it? Now, I'm certainly not saying you should pick three Burnley players going forward, but Burnley do have a double game week in this coming week that we're now talking about again, um, and Burnley's form has picked up. So is it is there a way of buying into Burnley without burning your budget or without burning points? Because like you said there, Haydar, still plenty of people burning 20, 30 points to kind of get the perfect team. If you're burning 30 points, but then only making up a differential even of 20, which is still good. Well, it's not good, is it? Because you're burning points. Don't burn points. So we're going to look at Burnley closely today because they are definitely the team that you can exploit in this coming game week. Yeah, absolutely. Here's a, it's a funny story from Alan saying that Rob said, don't captain Dennis just because he has a double game week. So of course I ignored him and made him my captain. Look, after yeah. that double game, I mean, I actually benched, benched Dennis. And I started, uh, I've started Jimenez, but I actually started uh, yeah. Ramsey. I started Bowen. Both had one one fixture. I started Foden just because I just I just thought, you know, Dennis, I subbed out King or I transferred King out for Jimenez. And uh, I was like, I'm not touching Dennis. Obviously, Dennis got returns. But yeah, look, Watford, Watford should never be relied on, Rob. And you kind of have to learn, don't you, that some of these players you can't really rely on. I don't know. Like, I don't. I, I don't know. Say Watford can never be relied on because we're going to have to talk about Burnley now. You wouldn't have relied on last week. So it, I, I, I kind of take what Alan's saying there. But the facts are is that Dennis in his last double game week got minus one point and got sent off. So I'm not going to advise anyone to captain Dennis. If you captain Dennis, good lucky guess. You'd have been better off buying Salah and captaining Salah would have given you 52 points. So that's the bottom dollar about what was the best version here to do. I still will not be captain Dennis, but he does show that when Watford win games, and they might well do now in the running, obviously trying to survive, that you're good to have someone like Dennis in your team. I wouldn't buy him in as a new player now, but if you've had him existing when you bought him as a budget player, then I think he's still a really, really good player to have in your team. Yeah, no, he, look, he, he's... In terms of value for money and and you know sort of value to to points that he's given, he's been really really good. But I'm looking now to move him out because yeah, he hasn't really given returns in the last five or six games. I know King hasn't in the last ten games, I believe. I know he scored very recently, but I think you know Watford look like they're on the way down, and there are other options. We will talk about Veg Horse today, but let's go through game week 27. You can obviously see here that Burnley have a double game week. Uh, and as, as always, it's a sliding scale. So the team at the top has the, the best fixture and the teams at the bottom have the worst. Um, but when, Rob, when you're looking at Chelsea, Liverpool and Arsenal, both, well, all three of them, sorry, have got blanks. It's going to be difficult now, isn't it, to navigate? My my opinion is I've got three Liverpool players. Uh, actually, I've got two Liverpool players because Jota's out. I actually took Jota out last week. Uh, but I'll be putting them on the bench. I'm not getting rid of Salah. I'm just going to have to ride it out. I might have to make one or two tweaks. 
I have got a couple of Arsenal lads. I've got Saka, who I brought in this for the, for the double game week just passed. But it's really difficult, isn't it, now, navigating these blanks. And then when you're looking ahead as well, uh, you know, there is a couple of double game weeks coming up for certain teams. You know, Watford have got one. And so have Villa, Leicester, and then you've got Southampton, Newcastle, Wolves as well. So it is very, very difficult. But you've got to plan ahead, haven't you? You've got to plan maybe two weeks ahead, three weeks ahead, near the end of the season. No, I've always said, haven't I, really, ideally three or four weeks ahead, six weeks if possible. But things change, don't they, with results, form, injuries and whatnot. So there's two ways of looking at this game week moving forward. So you just said there about the three blanks. Let's address them first. When you look at Arsenal, Chelsea and Liverpool, three premium teams, you know, what should you do with those? So we've been saying all the way through, I think I've been saying about Chelsea for about three or four weeks before our, you know, our last shows, that you need to stay away from Chelsea at the moment just because they don't have the games. So they've got a blank game week and then they've got three good fixtures in a row there. You can see Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich. And if you've got players for Chelsea, you'll probably get returns, but you're missing a trick because in blank game weeks, you cannot get points from them, obviously. Now, with Arsenal, I've kept one player. I kept Ramsdale because I think Ramsdale in those matches will still get clean sheets and has done through the whole of the season. He's worth benching and just stashing. But I think when you look at Liverpool, Liverpool and City are the two fundamental teams that you need to build your team around if you want to win FPL. And when I say win it, you know, you're not going to become number one out of nine million. And you might do if you're really, really good at the game. But it's more about how do you win your leagues? This is what we're trying to do now, isn't it? So from this point onwards, the choice for you is how do I win my league? Or if you're nowhere near winning your league, how do you gamble and maybe make some more points? So the double game weeks give you fresh opportunity. I said we will look at Burnley for this game week. They've got Palace and Leicester. We'll do that in a minute. But just looking at the very top here for game week 28, because you must look forward. Southampton, Newcastle and Wolves, especially Wolves. All three teams, especially Wolves, form is heating up. So Wolves' run, when you look at them, they're the, they're the team that people have missed out on. So I remember thinking game week four, so it's a long time ago. I talked about Wolves and did a big seg segment on Wolves and said that their metrics showed that they were like a a uh, Champions League standard club. Well, well they're terms, the best defensive team in the league, Rob. They've got the in best. terms of defence, in terms of going forward, it was, they had loads of shots, they just weren't scoring. So it just, it's just what it is. And I said, that's got to balance itself out at some point and turn into real points. That's what happens. So when you look at Wolves defensively, they've got a ton of defenders around that 4.5 to 5 million pound mark. Southampton, we've all talked about Broja before and how good he's been. He's in my team. I think he's in your team as well, isn't he, Haydar? And Newcastle have got a few differentials. But I mean, you kind of go down the list, you look at Leeds, their double game week may be a little bit more of a risk. Why? Because they can't stop hemorrhaging goals. So they're in trouble. And Villa, a little bit of kind of a bit of a soft way. I think two or three weeks ago, they felt they felt better. Like you looked at Ramsey and Coutinho. And those two players will still get you points, especially maybe in those matchups. But are you really going to spend the money on them? And the last team there, of course, is Watford. That's the reason why I am not selling Dennis. He's still got a double game week. Arsenal, Wolves, tough defensive teams. But even if, I don't know, say Watford lose those games 4-1, both games, but Dennis gets goals in each of those two games, I'm having it. That's what I want. So that's the kind of little bit of the gamble there. Yeah, no, I. this is why I looked ahead when I brought in Jimenez last week. Obviously, he had a double game week. He's still got to play tonight. 
But I look forward and I, and I can see Wolves. I mean, look, he got me an assist. I can see Wolves starting to have nice fixtures. I have had Semedo pretty much all season. I brought him out and brought him back in. So I'm really happy with the makeup of my squad. I actually don't have Broya. I took him out a while ago, but I'm going to bring him back in and Dennis will, will exit my team. Um, but there's a good question here, Rob. Before we talk about the Burnley players, Alan's asking, you know, he's got four Liverpool and Arsenal players. So that's two of each, I believe, with two free transfers. Thoughts on using the wild card For me, look, I'm saving my wild card. I know that there's going to be a double game week, a big one sort of after game week 30. And so, you know, I think that's where I'm going to save it for. But if you've still got your chips, you've got to start using them, haven't you? Yeah, I used my um, my wild card for the previous week before, and that was to sort out the balance between my Liverpool players bringing Salah back, because that was important to me, and keeping a full set of Man City players. The Man City player I'm kind of regretting at the moment is Phil Foden, because he's been playing, but his form has dropped off. He's not returning numbers. But he is still playing as a false nine for City, and you still might find that he, he just pops up one week with a hat-trick. So I'm all right with him in terms of his price range. But you're saying that you've got two from each. I think that when you look long term, you could probably keep them for this week and keep your Liverpool players, keep the two Liverpool players you got and maybe one of the Arsenal players, but then sell one. I had Martinelli for weeks and it was all the weeks when he was scoring and Arsenal kind of were climbing the table again. And he was a real budget steal at kind of around 5.2 million, something like that. But he was one that I sacrificed because I looked at this programme for Arsenal and thought... I don't want a 5.2 million pound player sat on my bench. I want a real 5.2 million pound player. I'd rather have a Broya or someone like that when he's got these better fixtures to come. So it does pay to pay to look forward. But with your wild cards, if you haven't used it in the last two or three weeks and you don't need to, don't use it just for these double game weeks yet. Because if you bring in a load of Southampton and Newcastle players because you want to exploit the double game week, and they both get hammered in those games. And they could, you never know, even though they are playing each other in one of those matches. You, you're you just going to find that it's a waste of your wild card, aren't you? So I agree with you, Hader. Stick with your wild card for a bit longer. Um, you haven't got much longer to really use it, so it has maximum impact. But I would only use it if, say, you're outside of the top two million and your season's over. You know, if you're chasing maybe your mates in your uh, in your in your leagues and you're 100 points off it, then yeah, maybe have a big gamble and go for it because what's the point? You know, if you're going to come tenth in your league, it's not much difference if you come twelfth, is it, or something like that? You want to try and be in that that top end for the bragging rights. So there are there are definitely things you can exploit here, but also a little bit of caution will go a long way. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and uh, I'm going to be very strategic on what I do because I have got these chips, and you know, I think it's important not to just blow it just because. You want to bring in, uh, you know, players for double gaming. So I agree with that. But look, we've got Burnley focus today, Rob. And a lot of people are going to be thinking, Burnley, really? But uh, look, we, mm. we have in front of us the goalkeepers and defenders. So I just want to pick out a few players. Obviously, Nick Pope. We know what Nick Pope's quality is. Uh, 85 points so far. And you're looking at the defenders. Ben Mee, I believe he got a goal. Uh, he got the goal to beat spurs which yep. was uh which was really good and he's got 71 points and just looking at the price range is a key thing for me the highest uh valued player is tarkovsky with 4.9 and then it goes all the way down to 4.2 with eric peters i mean there's some really budget options and if you're looking to let's say shift uh and maybe a five million rated uh, value sorry defender i mean burnley isn't a bad option right now is it especially the likes of maybe peters or ben me 
Yeah, I think it's trying to now play the numbers in your advantage a little bit. So Burnley showed last week that their form's improving. So do we want to exploit that? Yes, we do. How far do you go to exploit that? That's the kind of bigger question. She just said there, Pope at 5.4 million. You know, again, perennial goalkeeper in terms of getting points, doing well. Burnley are now getting clean sheets, so he's going to get clean sheets. That's an easy one. But if you're happy with your goalkeeper rotation, I wouldn't really look at Pope. So I, I don't think that I would look at him as it stands. But when you're looking from the defenders, midfielders and attackers, generally, I think with Burnley, you wouldn't touch an attacker. But we'll talk about one of them in a minute. It was a new sign-in. And even in their midfield, a lack of creativity might make you feel that you just just don't fancy. You know, do you trade in a, a value player at another football club who just might have more chance of creating goals, getting assists and, you know, helping his teammates? But Burnley's defence has always been an easy one. So in years gone by, I know people that have had three Burnley defenders and really cashed in because Burnley are the are the the champions of the goalless draw. You know, so if you're gonna get so you're gonna get that, you can kind of look into it. So as you said, me scored the winner the other day. He's uh, on 71 points. But I think when you look down the list, there are better options because I don't want to spend 4.8 million on a Burnley player. I don't. So you just kind of go down a little bit longer. You look at someone like Lowton, who was once upon a time the go-to fullback in this. So you go, yeah, 4.5 million, 4.4 million. I'm into him. Let's do it. What's happened with Lawton? He's not playing. He's been dropped completely. And it's coincided with this run. So as Burnley have got better, Lowton's been out of the team. Don't buy Lowton. So that's the first bit. So his 56 points there don't mean a lot. But you just mentioned him there a minute ago. It's Peters at 4.2. A very, very easy sign-in to bring in because he is starting matches. He's a fullback. He's getting points. Those 32 points have been scored in a very, very short space of time. So that's a, a real big differential in terms of form. And he's an easy bench and stash. So in the weeks ahead, if Burnley have got tough games or run into Liverpool, run into a City... You just put Peters at the end of your bench and you don't worry too much. So, yeah, if we move on as well, Haydor, and flick on to the next, um, the next slide, which shows the midfielders and look at forwards. In weeks gone by, we've talked about Cornet or Cornet, or however you want to pronounce it. 5.9 million, still expensive for me. 58 points. That doesn't correlate. Injury got, prone as well. He's had quite a few injuries. He gets season. knocks. He gets yeah. knocks. So, and I think it's the same for you look at McNeil as well. So, McNeil's a player that I've had in years gone by, um, a creative player. But if Burnley are not scoring goals or not getting set pieces or, you know, he hasn't got the space on the pitch, then not a great signing. Now, I used to have Westwood last year, but I think he went up in price this year, so I didn't touch him. But we have a new contender, and that's Brownhill. So, Brownhill, 4.3 million, nice and budgety. That's what you're looking at. A player with kind of 40, 40, uh, 47 points. Um, we just go back, we just jump to slide there because we're going to look for, we're going to look just down the list as well. Just wait for Haydar to scroll through. Um, and then you've got the forwards and, you know, you've got Jay Rodriguez who scored against Manchester United and got those points. He's got 35, but that's for the season. So I'm not really interested in that. But then you've got Veghorst at 6.5, a January transfer sign-in, someone completely fresh, completely new. He's impressing. And again, it's showing, isn't it? As Burnley's form upturns, New players, younger players are coming into the team and are getting points. So we're going to talk a little bit more about Veghorst and his contemporaries. Rob, I've got to bring this comment up from Mawson, and I'm I'm actually gutted for him. He said that I'm 127 <laughs> points this week with four to play tonight. I made a huge error. I didn't press the wildcard button and took a minus 40 hit this week. 
But look, at least you got 127 points, genuinely. So I, I guess, you know, we'll we call it 87 points. But if those four players do perform tonight, Rob, he could he could get away with it. I know, obviously, the minus 40 is <clears throat> it is horrific. And it's it's going to hurt. But he's had a really good game week. And if he's got four more players, let's say it's a couple of Arsenal lads, you know, you could get maybe a Saka goal or a Smith Rowe goal. And 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 clean sheet, you know, that's twelve more points. So the hit isn't it isn't too bad. I mean, look, it's still bad, but it's not. Motion, if this was FPL school and I was the headmaster, you would be in detention for two weeks for that. Giving up those points. All you gotta do is look before you press send. It's a good one to see. Because people do do this. They do accidentally make mistakes. I've done it before where you transfer someone in. You go, I transferred that per player in. But this is why you've just got to plan ahead a little bit. Double check things. You know, don't allow it to go out and happen unless you know it. So 127 points is great. But a 40 point hit, that's just horrendous. So I'm not giving you any dibs. I'm not saying well done for any of that. That's a big mistake. You could have had a 40 point swing if you just used your wild card. Yeah, that, that would oh that that would bother me for days. But look, let's talk about uh, vague course. Actually, Rob, we haven't we haven't talked about Jane Sanchez. So let's just quickly slip that in because uh, we did say the title was about Sancho and Kane. Sancho and Kane, would you be bringing them in? No, and that's why we haven't talked about them. So yeah. Sancho and Kane have done well, and and the reason why they were kind of at the top of our show was because they're the big players that are, are showing good form, and there's no doubt they are showing good form. But I think with Harry Kane. You know, if he if, if he's not scoring against Burnley, you've got to question it, haven't you? You've got to say, well, well, what? How does this look going forward? Jaden Sanchez had good games for Manchester United, but as you saw, and we didn't mention it on the on the slide before, Manchester United now have the worst run of games in the Premier League. Oh, shocking! So, so yeah. we're not going to waste our time talking about Jaden Sancho just yet, unless he really kind of goes now. So he started to pop. That's great for Man United fans. In terms of FPL, there are still better players to get you points, and Veghorst might be one of them. Let's uh, let's have a quick sort of scan of a Veghorst start at uh, Burnley. Actually, a really good start considering, you know, you don't associate uh, Burnley strikers with being very, very pro prolific. But, you know, since he's come in, 4.6 form, four, um, 14 points last game week, 23 in total. If you look over on the right-hand side of the screen as well, you can see that they've played big teams, Rob. They've played Arsenal, United, Liverpool and Spurs. So there's some really good sides. And considering... He's uh, obviously played those teams. <clears throat> Two assists and one goal is a really good return in, in 429 minutes played. The price is a, a little bit of a sticking point. I do think six and a half million is, isn't is cheap. You do get cheaper strikers. But I am actually looking at him. I'm looking at Broya as well. But they're two strikers that I'm thinking, right, they're, they're the ones I'm going to bring in to pair up with uh, Raul Jimenez and Antonio, who's still in my team, even though he has dropped off a little bit. Yeah, like, like, this is why I just kind of said about Dennis, because I think it's a, it's a kind of... There's a little bit of a gamble there. There's a little bit of make and break. But if, if you've got a player who in the next two or three or four weeks has got double game weeks, then you should probably sit on them just for now. But I think we look at Veghorst. If you can bring him in for a player that isn't for him, so like we're going to look at my team in a minute, but like someone like Edouard, who I brought in for that double game week specifically and did absolutely nothing, then I think someone like Veghorst is an easy like-for-like -like swap. But just kind of dig into his numbers a little bit. And you can see he's only played six games. So this is everything he's done is in that six-game period. There's two things to really look at here. So he's got one goal and two assists. Not too bad in his uh, in his six matches. Um, kind of the two games where he got multiple points so above the normal just appearance fee is uh, Manchester United, where he got five points. You know, not so great for us. And then obviously the Brighton game where he got 12 points. And you look at the minutes played. So this is important. He's kind of playing the whole matches when you go through that. 
So even at the very top there, Arsenal, his first match, he didn't feature. Interestingly, in those six games, Burnley got four clean sheets. So again, this should tell you about what to do with Burnley at the moment. So we talked about Peters a minute ago. That's an easy buy-in because the form guide is telling you Burnley are getting clean sheets. If you think Vegas might get you some points in a double game week coming forward, at 6.5, there's something to think about there. But only make that choice if you know you're not going to lose it in the future. So, like, I still think Dennis is shown form as a future. So, with a double game week coming up, even against Manchester United, I still think that there are options there for him to score goals. So, it's about bringing him in for the right player. Because Vekhorst, I think, could be a long-term um, member of your team. It's just that he's going to be a bench player. You know, and are you going to spend 6.5 for a bench player or are you going to be looking for someone who's around the £5 million mark? You can make that choice if, like um, we said here, Mohsen uh, had uh, his wild card. He might be able to move him in and out in weeks to come by using a wild card. But if you haven't got your wild card anymore, then I would be very careful about that. Let's move on to Peters. We'll quickly touch on them because we have had that discussion. Look, four mm -hmm. clean sheets, as you mentioned, in those last six games. And uh, he's got some good form at 4.4 million for at 4.2 and only owned by 0.5%, which is yeah. which is absolutely crazy. He is a differential. And with a double game, we come out for Burnley. He is making sense, especially and we'll talk about your team, but you have got someone like Dallow, haven't you, in your team? You know, I've got yeah. some hard fixtures. Dallow's about four, four and a half million, I think. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it does make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, I think Delo's about 4.3 at the moment, or 4.2. And the things with Delo is that he was a differential. So when Aaron Wambasaka got injured or was out of the team, it was easy, wasn't it? Because you could see he was playing games. But we've seen now, obviously, also in the Champions League match, that Wambasaka is back. There might still be this thing about, do United want to keep clean sheets more than being progressive? That might be a thing as well. So is it time to move Delo out? So probably yes. And if you've got someone like Peters, who's getting clean sheets galore and got a double game week, it makes kind of sense. But when you look at his numbers there, game week 26, 13 points. It's fantastic. As you said, ownership, less than 1%. So he is a real true differential. And at 4.2 million, absolutely no risk. So I mean, you could bring him for the double game week and again, put him as a kind of bench and stash with Veghorst a little bit further on yeah, down the line. Yeah, he could definitely be benched. Yeah. yeah, but you might get lucky, you see. If Burnley carry on this run, they might be the team that everyone doesn't buy into but gets clean sheets. So do you remember, obviously, a couple of years ago, Sheffield United? So Sheffield United were the classic one. All their players around 4.5 million. People were like, I don't want it because it's Sheffield United. And everyone who took the Sheffield United option early in the season won their leagues because of Sheffield United. Burnley might be the team that wins you your league now in these final weeks of the season, more than even, say, Liverpool or Man City. Because everyone's got the same players, you see. You know, everyone's got Salah. And if you haven't got Salah, you're doing it wrong. So th that's kind of the way to look at it. How do you find the extra points? Someone like Peters could be a very, very easy differential. Yeah, it's a really good point. I remember Egan, there was Basham, there was Lundstrom as well, who was scoring goals for Sheffield United. Yeah, Lundstrom was a classic one. Like, he didn't even yeah. play every game. And he was just like, I think he was like third or fourth yeah. in the whole league. And it was crazy. And he was just, he wasn't even a regular start. He was in and out of the team. But he scored goals and got clean, clean sheets and man of the matches and all of those things. So easy yeah. kind of options. Absolutely. Well, look, we've spoken about Brownhill already, but we'll touch on him. Very, very briefly before we look at your uh, provisional game week 2017. But look, 4.3 million, mm -hmm. the price tag. Uh, I believe he got, did he get an assist or an, no, he got a goal, didn't he? Against, yeah, he did get a goal in this year. Yeah, 
he did. So look, he said he's had a good one. Again, he's someone you can sit on the bench. And when you're looking at the likes of, uh, you know, there are players that aren't really performing. I'll say, I know Rafinha scored against uh, United, but look, he's been benched a few times. And if you've got someone of that that price and you want to maybe, you know, save two million and put it somewhere else in the team, then maybe Brown Hill is an option. I mean, I won't be going towards Brown Hill. I, I would lean more towards Peters or Vekos and Brown Hill. But even then, at that price, you know, he he is he is in some good form. Yeah, it all depends who your budgets are. So my budget, of course, was Ramsey at four point five million. So I have an I have an option there. Do I take him out because he ha- he's, he's kind of been a little bit hit or miss? But you still do think that he might be more hits than misses towards the end of the season. Um, I think we look at Brownhill ownership again two point five percent. Nothing really. People are, obviously don't fancy him. Uh, and when you look though at the ICT rankings, I think this is where it opens it up and where people should consider him because influence is now 49th in the Premier League out of 294 and he's 69th for the whole ICT index uh, out of 294. Oh, there's 118 overall, sorry, out of 700. So that tells me that as for midfielders, he's doing the right thing. So Haydar, you should consider Brownhill if you could bring him in, if you've got the transfer. I've got Ramsey though, that's the thing. I'm the same but you've got you, Ramsey, but, but you know, if yeah. Ramsey gets you two points next week, Brownhill gets two assists. That's a 20-point swing almost. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of these things. So there is a little bit of a roll of a dice here, but you've got to decide about whether these players will do it in the week's head. So was Brownhill just a lucky shot last last week because of that double game week? Or will his form continue? I get the funny feeling with Burnley's shape and the way they're playing and Veghorst now being a target man at the top better than Chris Wood. It means the midfielders will potentially get more assists now going forward than they were. That's why I said with Chris Wood going to Newcastle, Bin him, get rid, because he wasn't scoring anyway. He scored you, three you goals all season. You bought the wrong striker. So, so, yeah, they should have bought Vekhorst. So, uh, you know, but for you in FPL, you can still do that. And I think Brownhill were just the players in front of him who are playing better. And we just said there as well, you know, if you don't want to buy uh, Cornet, then then you don't buy him. But he still might score goals off the back of Brownhill assists. So it's an important way to look at the league. Yeah, it's a good point. Good point. Uh, let's move on now to the final part of the show. And it's your team role for the moment. You've benched all the Liverpool players, so you're not, mm-hmm. you know, you're not getting rid of them. And I would definitely do the same. And I, I recommend don't get rid of them. Ramsdale's also sitting on the bench, but you've got Sanchez playing. So you've got Sanchez, Cancelo, Dallo, you're a little bit unsure about, aren't you? We'll talk about that. Laporte, mm-hmm. Ramsey, Foden. Foden hasn't had much uh, much form as well, but uh, you look, he, he is starting. You've got Bowen, Son as captain. He's got Leeds. I mean, Leeds are just leaking goals left, right and centre. They're, they're, they're useless at the minute. And then you've got uh, Broya, who's got some really great fixtures. Dennis, you've kept him. And then Edward as well. But you're a bit unsure on Edward. So talk to us briefly about what you'll be looking to do this game week. Yeah, look, this is my team before the deadline. So on deadline day, so tomorrow, I might well be changing this and probably will. So where are the options? Where are the potential kind of uh, differentials for me? So Delow against Watford, he might play, he might not. United might get a clean sheet against Watford, they might not. But I just think with Delow, it's about, is there a way of buying a player in who is potentially going to get more points? So for me, with Peters, with two games, he's going to get me probably four points with even just by playing. Just by playing, yeah? So that's an easy transfer. I look at that. Uh, You have to stick with City players this week because your Liverpool players are out and you have to hope that they do well against a poor Everton side. And again, it's about matchups. So, you know, we talk about Bowen, talk about Sun. Their matchups there are Wolves and Leeds. So that's a kind of little bit of a swing one way or the other. Wolves, very difficult to beat, but Bowen is in great form. And then on the flip side for Sun, even though Spurs are in weird form, Son against Leeds, come on. 
you would expect that he's going to score. So this is why I said stick with Son here rather than say go Harry Kane because if you're going to spend the extra three or four million quid on Harry Kane, the point is why. You know, I'd ask people that when you could have Son who could just got the same amount of chance to score. But just at the top end, because I'm looking at there, Broyer, Dennis, and Edward. For me, Edward, it's kind of like you know he's playing Burnley, and say five weeks ago, I stick with Edward. I go, oh, Burnley not very good. They're not getting clean sheets now that they are. Now, of course, I want to move this player out. He played one minute in the last match in Palace's double-up. Something's going on there. Patrick Vieira has fallen out of him somewhere or the other. He's not playing. He's gone from being a surefire starter, even in the biggest matches, to now not playing against even the smallest teams. So you've got to listen to that kind of advice. You've got to kind of look at that and say, don't go with players like that. Move them out quickly. So I have actually got a double transfer this week. I've got two transfers free, but I'm only going to use one. Because next week is a much bigger double game week. I'm just going to probably take out Delo, I think, for Peters. Or I might take out Edouard for Veghorst, depending. I'll, dep- I'll decide that tomorrow. But one of those two will go. And I will keep my double transfer for next week when I can then exploit it with this a much bigger, wider double game week than this week. But my team is still relatively happy with it. I think that starting 11 gets points, fingers crossed, should still let me hit my averages. Son is my captain. Bowen is my vice. And then the other players, not particularly fancied, but look, if City do well against Everton, get a clean sheet and Foden gets a couple of goals, I'm going to get 60 or 70 points. So it's easy. So stick to the easy formula. I'm going to let my Liverpool players have a week off with Ramsdale and then I'm bringing them back in for the following game week. And the Liverpool, of course, do have a big double game week themselves coming up in two weeks' time. So do not burn your Liverpool pieces. Yeah, absolutely agree. And look, guys, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Remember, the deadline is tomorrow. So we're recording this on Thursday. So the deadline is on Friday. So please don't miss the deadline. Rob, thank you for joining me. As always, guys, give us a follow on at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow on Hayda underscore Ryan. Give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B. Keep safe, guys, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.